It's the return of Mark Stein. 77 WABC welcomes back Mark Stein. All part of American Heart Month. 77 WABC cares. He's always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. I'm wondering if there's any truth to the rumor that Alvin Bragg is asking about extradition policies in Vermont and New Hampshire. <laughs> he's welcome. He's welcome to try. I I scoff at the entire American justice system, and so should you, James. <laughs> Mark. I would like to scarf, but a lot of people are worried, Mark. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, when Donald Trump comes out, I was on the air, and all of a sudden we get breaking news, Donald Trump, I expect to be arrested. I was actually shocked, Mark. I I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I mean, there have been rumors, all of this, but I was like, oh, come on. This guy's not that crazy. He'll never do this. And all of a sudden, yeah. Because normally it's the sort of thing that happens in some broken down, no account, Banana Republic, where the governing party has its uh, rival party's uh, uh, election candidate uh, arrested. That isn't the sort of thing that normal countries do, but apparently is about to happen in the United States. Now, there's a lot of pressure. First of all, you had the brilliant uh, political analyst, Chris Rock. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> say say what you want but actually he would make a better uh district attorney for manhattan than this other fellow so uh I'm, I'm prepared to give chris rock the benefit of the doubt there chris rock asked the simple question are you people stupid are mm. you stupid do you not understand that if you go through with this you will make donald trump more popular that was echoed by none other than the Amazon Prime Washington Post uh, uh, Trump hate columnist Jennifer Rubin, mm. uh, which also came as some surprise. Jennifer Rubin today is pretty much saying the same thing. Look, this could backfire. This could this could be a very uh, this could have a lot of consequences that really we don't want. Do you think that Democrats are collectively? Where do you think they look? I tend to think that they want to declare a national holiday on the day right. that they indict Trump. And if he, if they have a mug shot from Trump, Trump, some of them have been saying, oh, can't wait to see him in handcuffs. Mr. Lock him up is going to be locked up, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. what do you think the reaction overall, if you had a, a, a Democrat, the elders in the Democrat Party, presumably the same people, what would they think of this? <laughs> The, the Democrat Party is all elders, for a start. I mean, I don't know what you mean by when you say the elders, because between Biden, uh, Pelosi, and the rest of them, uh, they're remarkably shorter youngers. But 
because they are elders, they should know that this is not the sort of thing you would do lightly, because what it's going to do is the people who aren't particularly into Trump are going to say, well, I don't think this is right. Look, we've had we've been in classic uh, Soviet Union territory since uh, election night 2016. Uh, Comrade Beria's uh, famous line, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Well, uh, they showed him the man, Trump. And they've been trying to find the crime ever since with that uh, cockamamie uh, Russia investigation, which had absolutely no Russians into it. It was a crock from start to finish. Then they impeach him over the phone call to Zelensky, which was another phony impeachment. Then they think, oh, well, we'll impeach him again uh, over January 6th. They've been uh, they they've had the man since election night 2016, and they've been unable to pin the crime on him. But we shouldn't underestimate what this does to the United States as a going proper, because it's not a healthy side. The criminalization of political opposition is something that happens in third world dumps. And the politicization of the justice system here with politicized prosecutors, politicized judges. I know a little bit about this uh, myself from the stupid cases I've been involved in, just like we're now in the whatever it is, the 12th year of this stupid case in the District of Columbia. The appeals court had an interlocutory appeal going for a couple of years in which they all dithered and dithered and dithered because they'd been shown the man, me, And they wanted to try and pin the crime on him. And they spent two years trying to come up with a crime they could pin. It's horrible. There is no equality. I love these, you know, uh, constitutionalists who keep referring to the Constitution as if it's still in play. The fact of the matter is, if you don't have equality before the law, Bill Clinton Bill Clinton, we're told that this guy is indicting Trump because Trump claimed whatever he gave to Michael Cohen to give to Stormy Daniels. He claimed it as a tax deduction. Bill Clinton uh, used to give away his used underwear, and used underwear is a phrase that is particularly vivid when it comes to Bill Clinton. He used to give his used underwear to charity and then take a tax deduction on whatever his that. boxes were. Yeah, and nobody said, we are going, this is, ver- no man is above the law. We are going to indict Bill Clinton because he deducted $4 for every pair of used boxer shorts. And by used, we mean used. Uh, nobody did that back then. This is going to, this will destroy this. If this keeps up, if the Democrats keep up the politi- the criminalization of political opposition, they will destroy the country, which may indeed be what they want. Well, one of the things that came to my mind, Mark, and I, I have to tell you quite honestly, and I wonder whether it was, well, look, it came to my mind anyway, whether it was right or it's wrong. One of the first reactions I had, well, look, Republicans have district attorneys, too, in red states. Right. If we can go after somebody like Donald Trump, that means if we can go dig that far back for something that happened for, look, she was trying to extort him. She should be the person that would be <laughs> indicted. Look, look, she look, was look, trying to extort him. Look, this is, with respect, James, this is not a normal, I, and I speak as someone who worked in Fleet Street, which you can say what you like <laughs> about the London newspapers, but they know about sex scandals. 
So when this started, <laughs> yeah. when this started, I'm switch, I switch on, when all this blew up, I switch on CNN and there's Stormy Daniels on the TV screen. And Anderson Cooper is asking, he's, he's trained for years at the most prestigious journalism schools to ask this question. He, he, he utters the deathless words, did he use a condom? And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, this is good. This is, this is gonna be good. I'm gonna go and uh, make myself a nice cup of tea and settle in for a cracking hour with Stormy Daniels. So I take two <laughs> minutes out, I get a nice cup of tea, and, uh, next thing I know, I come back and on CNN, Anderson Cooper is talking to some campaign finance expert about whether this is a campaign finance violation. Only in America! Does having an alleged one-night stand with a porn star qualify as a campaign finance violation? That's what's wrong with the country. That's I couldn't get over this. Oh, they're going to indict Trump. Oh, is this because uh, this because he allegedly had an extramarital affair with a porn star and it offends the morals of a decent society? No, no, no. Uh, we think it might be a campaign vi- finance violation. This kind of uh, legal sophistry is garbage. And it's why the U.S. justice system is a laughingstock around the world for everyone except the unfortunates who happen to catch its eye. All right. What should, as a, as a party, what should the Republican Party response be if indeed, now we're told it will be next week most likely, if an if indictment comes next week, if Donald Trump is is brought in, they have already said, oh, we're not going to make him do the perp walk. Oh, gee, that's nice. No, no, but but, but, but just just look at their reasoning for that. They, they're not going to do the perp walk because they think the security guys might get hurt. Like, that's <laughs> the most... That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So now they're going to virtually arrest him, as I understand it. Their plan, the plan is they're going to virtually arrest him. Uh, well, why don't they uh, just cut to the chase and virtually put him up against a virtual wall and get a virtual firing squad to blow his virtual head off? I mean, the thing is, this is a joke from start to finish, and even the reasoning behind, oh, we're thinking of moving to a virtual arraignment. He's going to be the first head of government in the history of the planet to be arrested on a Zoom call. Oh, right, that's fantastic. Is there no end to the innovations of the American justice system? If this happens, what should the response be of the Republican Party? Kevin McCarthy's already, and Jim Jordan has already said, Okay, we want Bragg to come testify. Bragg is, of course, course being Bragg about mm. the. Oh, Politico had the most lovely piece about Mr. Bragg today. Did yeah. you know he's a hero, Mark? He's just, I mean, he's just a. <laughs> yeah, no. he, yeah, he took $500,000 from Bloomberg, but yeah. he's awful. And New York is safe, by the way. That's yeah, what yeah. we learned. Alvin <laughs> Bragg has made New York safe. Yeah, oh, the only re- the only reason that he is able to he's got nothing he's got nothing to do with his time he's got nothing to prosecute he's got because uh, New York has reached such a utopian state that if you shove a granny onto the subway tracks you'll be out without bail uh, an hour and a half later so that's why he's got nothing to do this guy uh, except uh, except prosecute. The former president, uh, the, the Republicans should actually 
just the, the Republicans should draw a line on this. And it's actually necessary, I think, for people who are, you know, completely indifferent to Trump or people who are among the, the, the less deranged end of the never Trump guys. They should all be opposed to this. this because they think it's Trump actually said this when all this started happening. Uh, it's not really about him. It's about people. It's about the people who refuse to accept the narrow, limited political choices. So the fact of the matter is, if they succeed in taking out Trump, they're going to do it to the next guy. They, they, they're determined to win in 2024, so they'll do it to Jeb Bush or John Kasich or Mitt Romney or whichever wimpo de tutti wimpy that uh, you guys nominate. They're going to do it to whoever else you pick. Let's switch gears for a moment, Mark. I need you to check me on something, and I mean really check, because I wonder if something's wrong with me. I read a story that came out of Los Angeles today. There are 420,000 workers out there, I mean students, that are not going to school. It's a three-day strike, and these are from the custodians and from the bus drivers in the public school systems there, special education assistants. And my first reaction was, oh, here are these unions again, they always are so greedy. They're always trying to disrupt everything. And then the further I dig into this, Mark, these people, these bus drivers, these custodians, these people that are working for, uh, for, with the special needs kids out there, hmm. they're starting salaries in some cases at $25,000 a year. Yeah. Now, Mark, when I started in this business, my salary was about twenty, twenty-one thousand a year. Entry level. Right. It's now, I don't want to say how much longer, <laughs> but it was a long time ago. Yeah, that and, was, and, and that was, uh, that you can live pretty well on that back in, uh, 1937. It, whatever it was. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and even then I was struggling. Even then I was struggling living in New York. This is Los Angeles. It's not cheap to live in Los Angeles. And I, and so these are union employees. They're represented by that awful union that, is just a Democrat uh, lackey union, the uh, SEIU. But at the same time, these are real people. And I wonder, how can people afford to live in Los Angeles on those kind of incomes? And are these people, do they have, number one, all the billions of dollars that we pour into education, and yet these people collectively that could bring down the school system are making such low salaries I, I want to support the the idea that they should be making more money than that. Am well, I, have I lost my mind here? No, no, you're correct. America pays more per student for education than anywhere in the developed world except Luxembourg, and uh, Luxembourg gets a, a a lot more to to show for it. But I I know a little bit about this because I was on a um, a uh, school board committee in in my little small town in New Hampshire. And there's a real class divide between the teachers who are unionized and have a powerful union, a powerful union that the Democrats surrender to. And as you know, basically, they've destroyed a generation of America's children by insisting that they had to sit home for two years during the covid. But there's a real there's and I'll just give my small town as an example, because what's interesting about this Los Angeles story is there's half a million school kids 
whereas in 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 my school there's you know usually 80 to 100 school kids my school district so it's a very it's a much smaller school district but the fact is that the teachers are unionized and powerful even in a small town and the people who drive the school buses, which is a very important job, and the people who sit in as the minders on the special with the special ed student and the people who are the janitors, they're making nothing. And as a, I mean, for example, it's the uh, the wife of the town moderator who drives the school bus in in my town just because she's the one who volunteered to do it. And what's interesting to me about the Los Angeles story is you can go from a school district with uh, 80 kids to a school district with half a million kids, and that class divide between the teachers and everybody else is still there. So, yes, there is an, there is an issue here, uh, but, uh, oh, but you know, the, the problems are, I, I mean, the problems are slightly more basic than that because I don't think actually whether or not a school district should be as few as 80 pupils, I certainly don't think it should have half a million. That's way too big. Yeah, and then and and by the way, all of these people combined, you're talking about a workforce of sixty five thousand people, right? Right. To support right. this, right? So it's just yeah. I wonder how this is going to all end down for them, and and I wonder, you know, we always hear we're not spending enough in education, we're not spending enough. I mean, no, 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 this? no, no. That that's completely untrue. As I, as I just said. America spends more than anyone per student except for Luxembourg, which, as you know, is a country that could fit in the size of your rec room. So the total do- dollar amount is way smaller. But but the amount per student is insane here. And the and the uh, and the question and, and one of the worst developments, by the way, since the Second World War has been the consolidation of school districts. So, uh, you know, just across the river from me in Vermont, for example, they used to have single town school districts. And then the state of Vermont decided, no, no, it wanted them all to merge with each other. You, one thing, that, you know, they should, they, there shouldn't be a school district with half a million students. We should go back to the school districts, uh, that they, that prevailed in America before the, the Second World War. It was much healthier. Absolutely. Well, Mark, speaking of much healthier, when school's out in July this year, families yeah. included too, but you and I are going to be on the high seas. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be on the high seas. I'm going to be on the mellowing out seas. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've given you a stateroom on the mellow deck, so you'll be extremely mellow. But yeah, we'll be passing. We'll be, par- we'll be leaving Italy, uh, sailing to Croatia, then Montenegro, then the Greek islands, and uh, we'll be stopping at all those places. So you can find out what they're spending per student in Croatia and Montenegro. And it's going to horrify you because, uh, you know, what they're spending in Montenegro is way less than what they're spending in the state of California. But we're going to have a we're going to have a good time. It's not all going to be education funding seminars. We might just do that for, you know, three hours, six out of eight days or something like that. But but the rest of the time, we're just we're going to have some fun and we'll have some convivial company and people won't have to bite their tongues uh, as you do in Midtown Manhattan. If you're asked what you think of the Trump arrest, you'll be able to uh, express your sentiments honestly and without fear that you'll lose your job or be kicked out of school. Where do people come to join us, Mark? Uh, you can uh, find out at Mark Stein, more at MarkSteinCruise.com, and that's 
Stein with a Y as to why do I have to listen to this guy trashing the American education system when he sounds to me as if he might have just a little bit of an accent. If you're listening in high-definition Dolby speakers, you might be able to detect just a little bit of an accent, but not too There much. we have it. Mark, always a pleasure to have you, my friend. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you so much, Mark. Always a pleasure, James. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, here with you. Your call is coming up, 800-848-WABC. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour continues, my friends. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these words.